0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law. You could spend the weekend
1: doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
0: All right, we're going to talk some NFL here, and uh, let's talk about what we learned last week. What were your let's, Trist? I'll start with you, ladies first. What were your biggest takeaways? from the last week of NFL football, week five? Ooh,
2: I think the number one takeaway that I had was really just some, and and we asked Brian Baldinger about it, right? Which was how impressive what Brian Dable is doing is, right? Like, if you look at DJ, he's in the bottom five in almost every advanced passing metric, period. Like, in terms of, just all all of the nerd stats that you would need. And they still continue to win games because they're figuring out ways to utilize the talent that they do have, right? Like they don't have any weapons. They have no weapons. And somehow they're able to come back, use their defense and still score on a team. Like, like the Green Bay Packers that you would not have expected them to. I think that shows, like, Brian Dable has been known to use this huge playbook, be this offensive mastermind, but has pared it down to the bare bones so that Daniel Jones succeeds.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. Mine is the Rams are in trouble. They are in trouble. Yeah. Each week we say that, and each week it just looks worse and worse. They can't protect Stafford. And outside of Cooper Cup, there's, just, there's no receiving options. Allen Robinson he he just, it's not working. It's not working. Sean McVay's offense, we talked about it. You need a really good running back and you need a number two receiver. He loves working the zone read and then bootlegging off that and they just can't protect Stafford. Nobody's getting open. It's, it's bad, man. And in that division, you know, they're going to have to score points when they play Seattle and Arizona is tough when they go on the road and, and they play the Rams when they visit LA. And then obviously San Francisco has their number. It's going to be tough sledding for the Rams, I, this team might not make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they really I think might that's not. Very fair. There could be three teams in the NFC East that make it, and then you're going to have one, maybe two out of the NFC North, and then you're going to have the Niners most likely win the West. I mean, where do you? get? And then the Bucks in the in the South. So where where's the room for them to get in?
0: Yeah, no, I mean they got a beat up offensive line, which wasn't good to start with, and now they're all beat up. Uh, the defensive side of the ball really can't carry them. They have some problems in the secondary, and that's what we said with the Rams, like. And it's the same thing, I kind of want to tie this in with the Raiders. The Raiders, like if you're playing Madden and you look at the offensive side of the ball with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller, you know, and Derek Carr, and Josh Jacobs has been awesome for awesome. a guy that we didn't even really think really good. We thought maybe there's a chance he wasn't going to be on the roster. He
1: played in the hall of fame game. He, remember that? Yes, <laughs> yes. He's been the best player on the <laughs>
0: offensive side of the ball. Yeah, he's been good. But the problem is like, yeah, they have these flashy players, but they have no depth. Like I was like on paper, this is the worst roster in this division. Once you look past Devonte Adams and like these flashy pieces, you look at the depth in the secondary. They don't have it. And that's the same problem with the Rams. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey's great. But who else do you like in that secondary? Aaron Donald's great, but he doesn't have any uh, any help really. You know, Bobby Wagner's not getting any younger. No. and then offensively, Stafford is taking a beating. So oh. it doesn't matter what he looks like or how healthy he is; he's under pressure every drop back. Sean McVay is like begging for help right now. So we'll see if Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be healthy here in a couple months if he goes back. But I'm with you. I think they're in big trouble. And then the same thing I'm hearing with Arizona, same guy that had the Kentucky news. I'm hearing that uh, Kingsbury probably not going to be back regardless with Arizona next year, Ooh. and that he. Wants to go back to the college game and that he's really, 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 really looking at some of the jobs that are going to be opening and uh, has like two to three on his list. Like what? And he's Kingsbury like pretty much be a good like, like if you watch. OK, so if you guys watch these Cardinals games, when's the last time they've scored a damn touchdown in the first half of a game? They're at their best. Yeah. And I said this last week when Kyler goes like full effort, two 100%. minute drill. I'm going to be a video game. They I'm going to scramble yeah, they around. they look really good. And even that's the opposite. Like I love Matt LaFleur when he's on script, when he has to go off script, you saw it. He got punched in the face by Brian Dable. Who's the better offensive mind. Let's be honest. Cause once the script runs out, he kind of like freezes up and loses his damn mind. Goes galaxy brain.
1: You know what? Cliff might be good as Oklahoma. Real but, quick.
0: but no, here's the thing though. Like cliff doesn't, his, his scheme sucks because they don't score. And then they're at their best when they literally go off script. Yeah. I think they're in big trouble. So I'm with you on the Rams. And then the, the same thing with the Raiders. Like, they're already so pissed off that Devontae's shoving, shoving uh, cameramen. So where, that doesn't look
2: good. Where does the NFC East rank right now to you? Because you have uh, teams that are 13 and two, three teams, 13 and two combined. We thought seven games might win the NFC East. No. And now it appears to be a track meet.
0: And that's what I hated watching that Giants game. I was like, oh my God, I'm three wins away now from cashing this ticket that everybody ridiculed me for. It's Daniel true. Jones actually looks really good in this system. Saquon stayed healthy and anybody that plays the Packers is going to kill them this year because you could just run crossing routes because they play their defensive backs 15 yards off the field. But all that, like, I tortured myself with that one because I I think we were maybe right about the Giants. Again, I I don't know. I don't want to take away too much because the Packers had a big lead in the first half, and... I I just think that loss, I think that loss, I think that game says more about the Packers than it does the Giants. I think they'll come back down to earth. The team I was wrong about is your team, the the Cowboys. And I can't believe I bet the Rams. I was thinking, okay, here's a perfect get right spot, even though I don't expect them to win 12, 13 games, you know, and that's impossible now. But you said it, you were like, don't you think they'll have the same success against the Rams, the type of defense that they play? They're going to blitz the hell out of Stafford. You know, they don't really have to blitz the hell out of Stafford, I should say. They create natural pressure. It's you know, the same
2: though, sort of formula that the Niners had, right?
0: So now the question is, Dak's probably going to be able to come back either this week or next, right? So I keep joking with this. Are they going to do the uh, old Tony Romo-Dak thing to Dak and, and stick with Cooper Rush? I mean, they're going to go back with Dak, but are the Cowboys for real? I, I don't know how the hell they're doing it. I went under 10.5 wins. Might have been a big mistake. Are they actually for real?
1: Well, that was my big thing is I can't wait for the Dallas-Philly matchup tonight or this Sunday, Sunday night, because... Yeah. This Dallas D-line, especially, they finally get to face a good offensive line. They've been feasting on Cincinnati and Washington and the Rams. And credit to them, they've been taking advantage of it. They've been forcing turnovers. They've even scored touchdowns on defense. But now they're going against arguably the best offensive line in football on Sunday. I think that's a big reason why the line is four and a half. And I think because of that, the defense isn't going to be as dominant. And we're really going to see if Cooper Rush can win Dallas a big game in prime time. Yeah. So that's yeah, the thing that's he the did thing look, I want to say.
2: He did look a little sketchy against the Rams. Uh Cooper Rush had a kind of a coming down to earth moment. And the defense won them that game. Big time. And you know, Micah Parsons was just out there on third oh. downs only, literally with a like <sighs> a torn I, up oh. groin, just wreaking havoc. And Dorrance Armstrong with a huge game as well. I mean, he had the game ball, all the things that he did for them, forcing a fumble. I think he ended up getting uh into the end zone. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting like strength-on-strength strength matchup with the Eagles and their O-line and, and
0: I can't Dallas wait. and
2: their D-line. Like I'm,
0: I'm surprised with the defense because they lost some pieces. They haven't regressed. In fact, they've gotten better. But I'm more surprised just they lose Dak and they've won these games, not so much because of Cooper Rush, but just because Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore, uh, nobody on this planet was very high on either of those guys, and they've gotten creative. Probably, probably more Kellen than Mike McCarthy, but... Um, yeah, that's been interesting. And then the other thing, my other takeaway, the Bills, obviously, really, really good. Steelers, very, very bad, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which is crazy because they spend all that money. Regardless, I mean, granted, they're without T.J. Watt. I know. He's but so important. the Bills still can't run the ball. Josh Allen led them with five carries, 42 yards. And then, obviously, the big story, uh, the Carolina Panthers fire Matt Rule like we expected. Baker's done for a couple weeks. He's no good anyway. That offense is terrible. The offensive line's bad. The defense is actually fine, but they're on the field for three hours a day. And now the Bills actually made a phone call for Christian McCaffrey. Let's let that happen. Please. That would be so awesome. I
1: need it so much. Let's not let that happen. You guys root for NFC teams. Oh, yeah, 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 I would yeah. not like to see that well, I just all.
0: I want nice things for Christian McCaffrey, and he deserves better, man. And then one last thing. Is Brandon Staley going to survive? I, not. He's obviously going to survive this year. They're 3-2. and two. They're probably going to go to the playoffs as long as— Yeah, they got to get Joey Bosa back. Cleo Mack has to stay healthy. Herbert's just getting himself healthier. Rank these
2: play callers. Rank these play callers. Brandon Staley. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett. Zach Taylor.
0: Oh, God. Oh,
1: Hackett's the worst. Then Taylor. Then Staley.
0: I'm going to go Taylor's the worst. I think Taylor could be a good head coach. I think he needs to bring somebody in to save his job to call the plays because they can't figure anything out. And then I'm going to have to go. I have to go. uh, Oh, that's such a tough one. I think Russ Wilson's calling the plays, and also he has a, sh- a shoulder injury where he should be shut down for the next four to five weeks, same yeah. injury that Dak was dealing with, and he's going to try to play through it. So he's not fully healthy, and he's probably washed. So I'm going to give Hackett a pass here. I'm going to have to go with Staley. It's not even the play calling. Well, it's, it's that's Joe Lombardi. It's, it's the decision. decision. Yeah, Joe Lombardi calls the plays. So that's yeah. on Joe Lombardi. It actually... They did exactly what we said they should do against the Browns, run the ball, and Austin Eckler had his best game. Yeah. And the Browns did what we said they should do against the Chargers. Run the ball. But not enough. They only gave Nick Chubb 17 carries in that game, and I say only 17 because what did he have, like 150, 160 yards? Everything to that outside averages 9.5 yards per carry. Why are you going to Kareem Hunt, especially on fourth and one? And why are you letting Jacoby Brissett try to win you the game with the ball in his hands? He throws a terrible pick. They should have won the game regardless. They miss a field goal. Mm. But what the hell is Brandon Staley doing Going for it on fourth and two. Made once no again. sense. Now. And why not run the ball when that's where you're gashing the Browns for six, seven yards per carry? Austin Eckler's having a career day. Hell, Josh Kelly had a great game. So why are you not running the ball? I know Herbert's, you know, probably one of the a top five quarterback in the league, but terrible play calling. I was like, Oh wow. It, As
1: Baldy said, Cleveland should probably be five and zero. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, anything else from you guys from this weekend? Yeah, just real quick. Jacksonville, disappointed
1: oh. with them. I mean, you have great wins against the Colts and the Chargers. You beat two teams by 20-plus points. Then you go on the road. You're up 14 nothing on Philly. You're driving. You have a chance to go on twenty up 21 nothing, And then their season has just flipped in a blink. They lost that game. You come home against a Houston team who's winless. And Houston's had their number over the last seven, eight years. Yeah. But these are obviously two different teams. And for Trevor Lawrence to look like the guy we saw last year, they didn't even score a touchdown. Bad Just body language too. Really, really yeah. bad for Jacksonville. And now this is a huge game this week, right? Indianapolis—they're winless in the division this year. They are zero, two, and one. They have not won a game yet. Two losses and one tie. Jacksonville is one of those teams who gave them a loss. I mean, that is a monster game. Indianapolis is a is going to be a really desperate team. And Jacksonville's lost two straight games. Indy's got the rest advantage because they played on Thursday. It, it makes for a really fascinating matchup. Jacksonville's the better team. They should win the game. Tristan and I were talking about this yesterday. Jacksonville now is the third best odds to win the AFC South. They were favored last week. And off of one game, now they're third again. It just I think it's a little too much of an overreaction, but also I'm concerned because we thought this team was maturing, and clearly they're reverting back to their old ways.
0: Yeah, like, Trevor Lawrence looked like he wanted to be anywhere else in that game, and you could tell his teammates, they played with no energy. It's like they no. didn't show up, and, right. and, and that's the thing. Like, that was the game that could have put him on the map because we gave him a pass for the week prior because they had the 14 nothing lead. They could Bad have taken weather. at least a 17 nothing lead. You know, yeah. they go up three possessions. Bad weather. We see the history of Trevor Lawrence playing in the rain. It's, it's a Florida team, obviously, you know, playing in those conditions, so it made sense. Than to lay an egg against the Texans, and they've been playing hard this year. Yeah, so I'm not trying to like rag in, and but they're coached by Lovie Smith for a reason, and not want to win games. the
2: te- The Texans defense has actually been showing up yeah. time yes. and time again this week or this this season, and I think that's the one thing that we can say might be holding true. Is the Texans are going to be tough against the spread, big much time? All year. And I
1: love me some Damian Pierce, probably Same. the most underrated running back in football. He's great.
0: Yeah, he's awesome, man. And then the other thing, the only other thing that I had from this weekend is I find it ridiculous that you can no longer sack Tom Brady. I still can't yeah. believe. it. Well, I
1: just all the rough in the past. I still can't believe that Brady. Atlanta
0: was going to win that damn game. I'm going to continue to bet Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert! I already bet them this week. I love that Atlanta team. I can't. They're not. I bet under four and a half wins yet. I'm going to bet them every single week. I they, love that offense. They they play they play hard, man. Imagine and they they're a quarterback. Good team. I know, man. Maybe next year, C.J. Stroud to Atlanta, make that happen, or Bryce Young, Will Levis,
1: Tyler Van Dyke.
0: Too. I'm just kidding about him. He uh, Miami. They they're awful.